behind every great design, behind every great collection, there is a narrative. Try to get to know the narrative of that designer. Everyone, happy 2021. We made it, barely. Judging by the MAGA mobs that stormed the Capitol, but you don't need my reporting to know all the details. It's being very well covered by everyone from Don Lemon to Sean King. By the time you listen to this, we will have already sworn in Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Emphasis on Kamala because we already know America is accustomed to having a commander-in-chief who is white, male, and old. It's the historic first black and South Asian woman to ever be elected to vice president for me. So in the spirit of this momentous occasion, why, why couldn't Vogue represent her correctly? Now I saw it, I slept on it, and I must say I still dislike it. I am trying to use the word hate more carefully these days because we live in a hyperbolic times and, you know, so wish me luck. So I disliked it. You have to understand that Vogue is the standard for fashion, glamour, elegance, and political statement. All things that should have been considered when choosing the photo. And I mean, a cover-worthy photograph of this iconic woman. So the first thing, first thought, when seeing it shouldn't be sloppy or what the fuck. Yes, the pink and green draping represents her AKA sorority, but there are so many ways to use pink and green instead of ugly draping. Vogue has the ultimate access to every stylist, production designer, textile artist known to man. Remember, Oprah, Michelle Obama, and Lizzo have all been on the cover of Vogue in the most gracious way. The Vogue cover of a casual Kamala Harris diminishes the politician's achievements, forcing editor Anna Wintour to defend the image. We already were not feeling Miss Wintour right now, knowing she facilitated an exclusive and discriminatory work environment um, for black creatives uh, from Vogue for years. And here's what Anna had to say. Obviously, we have heard and understood the reaction to the print cover, and I just want to reiterate that it was absolutely not our intention to in any way diminish the importance of the Vice President-elect's incredible victory. Now, I care more about what Robin Givon had to say because she's a black woman, Pulitzer Prize-winning fashion journalist. Pulitzer, y'all. The cover did not give Kamala Harris due respect. It was overly familiar. It was a cover image that, in effect, called Harris by her first name without invitation. And using the more informal image for the print edition of the magazine, Vogue robbed Harris of her roses. I agree. Now, let's applaud Tyler Mitchell, the first black photographer to shoot a Vogue cover. Glad he was booked again, but please, please, white people in charge, I get it. When you hire a black person you're comfortable with, you just keep hiring that same black person. This is still tokenization. There is a plethora of black talent to pull from. 
Now, I was super surprised that Andre Leontali defended this cover, and Andre is one of the most important fashion critical thinkers we have. But I think this was more about his friendship with Anna, and less about basically, did this cover look good? He said, I love it. Anna Wintour made the right choice. I love it because that picture of her with Chuck sneakers represents the new world order. The modernity of our first female black South Asian vice president. Times have changed. The world is more accessible. The world is more approachable. People are more approachable. Miss Harris represents a woman of power, a woman who will be the second most powerful person in the land, but she represents an ease. This is her uniform du jour. Vice President Harris was on the campaign trail in those sneakers, that Donald Deal jacket, that white t-shirt, and those trousers. She is authentic and secure enough. Apparently, she styled her own photo shoot with her own wardrobe, and she chose to be photographed in that. Now, the digital cover was sublime. Kamala being her beautiful self in a light blue Michael Kors pantsuit. So an American designer, by the way, which was also taken by Mitchell. Yes, we get it. The women of the future are not getting things done in stilettos every day, but like Elle, who had the courage to put Kamala on the cover beautifully before she was officially elected, Vogue can still make her approachable and elegant at the same time. Now, have Republicans and MAGA idiots, also known as maggots in my mind, ruined the color red for you? Now that it's the color of hate, for now, I notice Democrats like Nancy Pelosi and AOC avoiding the color, opting for blue instead. This is a minor insignificant detail, but I did not see a single decent outfit amongst the insurrectionists. Did you? Speaking of cancel culture, red is canceled for me until further notice. Let me know when it gets rebranded. In another episode of Copying Designs in the Fashion World, Serbian singer and media personality Jelena Carlusa had to get publicly checked by designer, black designer, Laquan Smith. Jelena Carlusa posted a side-by-side photo of her and Kim Kardashian wearing similar looks. Jelaine's blue look was worn and designed by her for a performance back in October of 2020. She claims the look was developed five months prior to her performance and the bodysuit is three years old. The singer stated in a caption, at least give me some credit or ask me to work with you. Many world celebrities and designers literally steal everything I do without permission. Laquan Smith stepped in to address the matter and brought some receipts along with him. In an Instagram post, Smith showed sketches and fittings of the spring-summer 21 designs dating back to May of 2020, which is five months prior to Carlusa's performance. He shared his thoughts. I'm disappointed that you would discredit me and my design process. I wholeheartedly stand by originality, great quality, and craftsmanship. I promise you, no one is checking for you. Let's be honest, designers steal from each other all the time. It's all derivative, just look at Diet Prada. But when does it become inspiration over time versus blatant copying? So did anyone get a chance to spend a fortune on the Gucci North Face collaboration? I entered the lottery and they let me know that I was not picked. Oh well. The pieces are the perfect glamping flex, but let's be real, we are not going anywhere and the odds of actually wearing this stuff to camp is slim to nil. Can I just say that I dislike 
scarcity marketing. You know what I mean, when the Ivy Park Adidas stuff sells out before the day it drops, that's scarcity marketing, and it's so annoying. Similarly, similarly, there was a lottery release of Virgil Abloh's Icons, Something's Off, Nike book published by Tashin. A 352-page, nearly five-pound book that features prototypes, original text messages from Abloh to Nike designers, and treasures from the Nike archives. I've already seen a few copies on eBay at exorbitant prices. It's a global pandemic, please stop it. And since coronavirus decided to hang out for another year or so, the top selling, ca- top selling categories are sweats, leggings, knitwear, sneakers, and home workout wear. Oh, excuse me, home wellness wear. Since we're not gathering for shows, brands have taken a trans-seasonal approach to their releases. Well, yeah, it's either that or go out of business altogether, like amazing black woman-owned brand Kushni. So if the hype of supporting black designers has not worn off for you, here are the black designer brands that made it to 2021. Let's support Pierre Moss, Brothers Valleys, Telfar, Romeo Hunt, Laquan Smith, Christopher John Rogers, Faye Noel, Dapper Dan, Andrea Iyama, Hanifa, Moalola Ongulesi, Wells Bonner, Kenneth Ize, Victor Glamo, Heron Preston, and Lem Lem by Leah Capere. And as I always say, till next time, peace.